On today's episode of the Roadman Cycling Podcast, Sarah is back with newbie questions. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. It is Friday. We've made it through another week. Thank you for tuning in all week. Yesterday, I had Cyclist Magazine on the podcast. It got very meta as the interviewers became the interviewees. Really wide-sweeping chat with the lads, and they're just so knowledgeable on so many different areas within cycling. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, that's definitely worth checking out. So last week I tried something a little bit experimental. I said I would get on my girlfriend Sarah as a, we'll call her an interim co-host or a guest co-host on the podcast for the Friday slot to see how it worked. And honestly, the feedback to it was absolutely brilliant. I got so many emails, so many text messages, Instagram messages saying that they love Sarah on it. It was a refreshing way to start the weekend. So you know what, we're going to keep Sarah on and we're going to try her for a few Friday slots in a row and see what the appetite is for us. So if you're enjoying it uh, again this week, please do continue to tell me and you know I will keep that as an indication to keep her in the Friday slot going forward. I think what the Sarah conversation does in a lot of ways is answer the questions that I've... It's not like that I don't know the answers to these questions. It's so long since I've been faced with these problems and these challenges that I've completely forgotten that they are problems and challenges. Like this week, we're talking about stuff like half wheeling. We're talking about what saddles to use, you know, bike fit. And these are issues that I haven't encountered for so, so many years. So it's a really nice way to step back and step back to the very first steps of my journey myself and show the kind of missteps I took at that point in the journey. And hopefully some of you identify with that. If you're at that point in the journey or you have a friend who's at that point in the journey, please share it with them. But at worst, it's just a good little bit of crack. So uh, I'm going to welcome her back to the podcast today. So before I do that, Sarah is pushing me for half the beer fund these days. So uh, we're going to have to up the beer fund, guys. The way you can continue to support the podcast, it's over on patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh. So if you're enjoying Sarah on the podcast and you want it to continue, please do think about contributing to the beer fund over there. It takes two seconds to check out. So even if you've never used stuff like this before, literally take you two minutes to go out, to go over, literally just hit pay, set it up once, and then it takes the price of a beer once a month from your card until you decide to cancel it. Roadman. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the Roadman Cycling Podcast, my girlfriend, Sarah. It's great to be back. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to be back. I know, yeah, but the the reviews were just five out of five, were they? The Yeah, the crowd spoke. The crowd spoke. Yeah, you told me about all the good reviews, but was be honest now, was there any negative reviews? Yeah, uh, someone wrote in, your one sounds like a dose. <laughs> fair, that is fair. <laughs> I wrote back to him, try to live with her. Uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, your new microphone didn't arrive. No, it didn't. So sorry, everyone. I'm still uh, on this absolutely shit microphone at the minute. So you'll have to bear with. But um, I think by the looks of things, this is going to be a weekly thing. So Anthony's decided to take the, the credit card out and buy me a new microphone. So 
Should be good. Yeah, it had to happen. I think just uh, it would have sounded weird as a second class citizen. It wouldn't have done well for a roadman <laughs> podcast and then a quality and you on a second class microphone. It just wouldn't have been a good look all over. Look, it was such a like a roaring success last week. I was just in there googling how much to uh, co-host and podcast me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, by the way. <laughs> Sarah, you've decided to get yourself a coach. I did. Shout out to Coach Aaron. And more importantly, you've decided. So to give some context to this, I've been coaching Sarah for how long? Have I been coaching unsuccessfully? For how long? <laughs> well, it's kind of since you know me, I guess, like over three years. So Sarah is without doubt the worst client i've ever had <laughs> now i will be the first to say there's a slight conflict because if i want to go to the cinema or something I'm like oh no don't worry about your session just skip your session you'll be grand also like the relationship is totally inappropriate sometimes <laughs> this coach athlete it's supposed to be professional and you can't keep it that way sometimes <laughs> so you've decided to move over to one of the other coaches inside yeah. roadman aaron carney's the ex-evo pro rider has now come on board coaching with us and uh, you just had your first chat with him how's that going yeah, um, yeah, I had a chat with Aaron. He put a session in for me earlier and uh, still haven't done that. I'm thinking about moving my session around to tomorrow. <laughs> Not a good start. The, the basic getting started part of any uh, cyclist or one of the first things people do is uh, bike fit. But we decided to skip the bike fit for you because you had a bike fit many years ago, which seems like it's just standing the test of time. That's funny. I was going to bring a bike fit for newbies today as well. So um, did you read? Did you read my notes? Um, but yeah, no. I was, you know, basically wondering how do you get um, a good bike fit or how do you get comfortable on the bike? Because I remember at the start when I started going out on the bike, and you were like, "Oh, you, I'm like coming home in absolute agony," you know um there and you were like oh you just need to toughen up you need to get used to it you need to you know spend more time on the bike but like sure my saddle was saddle height was way too high I kind of later discovered but um but yeah I did have a very interesting experience in a bike shop a few years ago just before I met you I think and um I won't name the, the bike shop I've been told that this this guy has like the very very best intentions but uh this fella had this contraption <laughs> that measured the inside of your leg, and apparently that gave the you know the proper correct uh, bike size for you. So it was kind of like a meter stick with like a a pole coming out at a ninety degree angle, which you kind of straddled, and then he he shoved the, um, the the measuring thing up your inside seam, and. Uh, yeah, I was. I thought this was the norm until I told you, and you were like, "No, no, that's, that's not a, a thing. <laughs> no, that's a sexual assault. That's not a bike fit." My mom was with me at the time. My mom is a bit of a devil, and uh, when this was all happening to me, she was standing right there watching. And I was like, "Don't make eye contact with that woman because I won't be able to keep it together." She just stood idly by. Well, this has happened to me. Ah, uh, that's your mom for you. So, what newbie questions have you got for me this week? Okay, so um. But the other thing about the, the bike fit thing, so I've been on the Reddit and looking up um, kind of newbie cyclist questions. Not that I have a million on my own, but just in case there was anything I was missing. Massive um, big thread there about padded, padded saddles. Any thoughts on those? 
I'd say they uh, cause more problems. Than yeah, they, they sound like they a disaster. They sound like something that my dad telling me is a good idea. My dad's still trying to tell me that clip-in pedals are the cause of all the crashes in the bunch. I was like, it's not clip-in pedals. It's lads being idiots. That's his go-to, isn't it? When there's a crash, he's like those I know, yeah. Pedals. No matter what crash I have, he says to me, we're using those clip-in pedals. Uh, yeah, no, the, the saddles with the padding on them are a waste of time. They just create, so they create something to chafe. And like you're talking gel saddles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, they just create chafing and they maybe in the short term have a little bit more cushion in them. But it's not cushion that's the problem. It's it's chafing and, you know, bad posture on the saddle. Mm -hmm. Saddle pressure mapping is a whole area now where you can go in and you can get pressure mapped. So it's the distribution of weight across the saddle because you only have a few contact points if you're you know, the clip-in pedals, <laughs> you have your hands on the bars and you have your arse on the saddle. So it's distributing the weight across those in a comfortable way is the art. And so the gel saddle does nothing. You haven't gone for a bike fit, have you? You're just old school. You know yeah. what works. Like I got a bike fit years ago, uh, a lad that got me into cycling. My One of my old teachers, shout out if he's listening to Fergus Ryan, he got me into cycling and he would have eyeballed it back in the day and shown me the basics of bike fits and i've always been one to just go out and bring a set of allen keys go up the mountains and tweak it but now i know what works and i know what it should look like like one of the things bike fit it, it should look like a normal there's parameters that are acceptable and then there's just you know you look at some people and they're like the saddle's way too high or the saddle's way too low mm, yeah there is some like pretty obvious kind of bad bicycle fits that you can see out there um okay good stuff okay the other question that i get a lot of uh, quite, you know, people who come out on the spin or I'm me for rides who are like new to cycling always ask me every single time, what's my average speed? And I'm just like, oh, like, I don't even know how to answer that. And like, why is average speed such a bad metric? Or do you think it's a bad metric? No, that was a bit of a leading question there, wasn't it? Sorry, a bit rhetorical. <laughs> Agree with me. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it's a bad metric. Uh, it's maybe not a brilliant metric for comparing a spin on day to day like if you want to compare your spin this week to your spin last week and you're comparing the evolution of your fitness off average speed i don't think that's a great idea because if you have a headwind on week one and a tailwind on week two and you've eaten and drinking beer and eating chips all week you know does that mean you got any faster or fitter like yeah it really doesn't or if you do a different route and it's hillier or it's worse surface or you know there's a million things you don't have as much air in your tires you've more oil on your chain drivetrain resistance so average speed isn't brilliant for that but then cycling you got to bring it back to it's the person who can cover point a to point b in the fastest time wins bike races Mm -hmm. so you can get too hung up on power and forget about speed because speed is what wins bike races it's not average power won't win you a time trial speed will win you a time trial and speed comes in with power and aerodynamics and so having a look at average speed I think when you're more advanced can actually give you an eye to trying to be more aerodynamic on the bike. And that's a piece that people miss. But I feel like it's a, it's a journey you need to go on. Yeah, that sounds very advanced. Like, what's your what's your average speed there, Ant? I bet you'd just be like, oh, you're sorry, that's not applicable at all. Yeah, but then at the same time, there is me and one of my training partners, Sean. And there's a loop we do around the Blessington uh, Lakes. And he'll often say to me, oh, I'm moving well. I got the, the loop done in X amount of time. Because we know it takes a high average power to get around regardless. But if you're take if, if you're going well, you can put more focus on the aerodynamics as well. Where yeah. you can really focus on putting out your threshold power, 
but also being in a quite a crunched aerodynamic position, which is going to give you more speed. But yeah, I think for newbie corner, <laughs> I think you don't need to worry about that yeah, yet. My head, my top of my head's about to burst off here after that. <laughs> I switched off there about five minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry about that. I listened back to the recording. <laughs> right. All right, we'll move on from that one. Um, Have you got more questions I've for got, me? I've got another one. All right, so this, this honestly, I'm probably very guilty of this at the beginning because I didn't really know um, any other, you know, any other way. But I feel that this person is the scourge of humanity on a, on a ride, and you'll always meet them on the day that you're having a bad day, and it's the half wheeler. Can you explain to the noobs, or actually even the veterans, about why, why half, what is half wheeling, and why you don't do it, please? Well, have you? I'll throw it back to you. Have you experienced it? Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. It's hell. It's you're just you're so I mean, you're under awful pressure the entire time to try and catch up with the person, no matter how much you catch up with that other wheel. It's like when the other person they have their handlebars just slightly ahead of you. No matter how fast you go, they're still ahead of you, like just putting pressure on you. It's there is one or two people that I've trained with over the years and you know, they wouldn't have the same like I know they're not as fit or not as fast. I don't have the same sort of power numbers as me, but yet they're consistently halfway on me. But I'll get days where I'm just tick and I'll say, okay, as soon as they're halfway on me, I'm halfway on them back. So yeah. ride that we're meant to be riding along. You're talking about average speed there. We're meant to be riding along, you know, 25, 27 kilometers an hour. I'll just, I'll be that pig headed and tick that I'll halfway them every time they halfway on me, I'll up to speed, up to speed, up to speed. You fast forward 15 minutes later, you're going down a dual carriageway at like 47 kilometers an hour. <laughs> and it's just like, you're like, well, this is what happens when you do that. So every time you do that, this is what's going to happen. But unfortunately, if you're not as strong as the person, it exactly. just becomes, it's an ego. It's an insecure trait of uh, riders who are particularly newish to the sport. I think when you're... Is it a dominance thing though, in some instances? Like particularly as a girl like i'm not sure i'm not going to say i get half wheeled more than you do but i just feel that like the lads are kind of out to prove a point that they're stronger than me and they kind of want to put me under pressure sometimes it's it's i don't know it's just a lot of lack of etiquette maybe i don't know i think it's shown that you are it's in an insecure twisted warped logic it's shown that you're able for that ride you'll often get the weakest guy on a ride is you know like sometimes i'll go out on sunday and i'll meet like a, a bunch of my buddies that i used to train with but maybe one or two new ones from you know the romance bin or something will come out it'll never be the person who's you know ridden like the worlds or the person who's you know done six rosses that will start halfway on somebody it's the lad who's first year category four rider will be halfway on somebody and you're like so if you don't have the ability to half wheel them back what do you do like what do you say do you start effing and blinding them out of it or you, just tell you, the teacher just tell the teacher <laughs> oh, i ain't no snitch who's <laughs> <laughs> a teacher by the way <laughs> mama didn't raise no snitch like how do you how do you do it are you just i i, I really don't even know what to say i just kind of try and go roll away from them roll back or you know fake puncture <laughs> Get yeah the back of the group. yeah I, I don't know i would i pull them by the back pocket and oh, say yeah. stop okay. half wheeling yeah, if I did that, like I bring the whole group down. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, like, not hold on to my handlebars in my right. The throw back to three weeks ago when you nearly brought the whole group down. I know. Yeah, we're still talking. About we're that still yet, talking right? about okay. that. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. Like, I was even talking to somebody about that crash. Um, 
just when I got back, I was like, oh, I look at this. This is deadly. Look at my road rash. I had it from my knee up to my, my bum. And I was like, this looks so cool. And then I was like, three days later, when I hadn't gotten a wink of sleep <laughs> with the pain, I was like, yeah, this is not cool. I do not want to come down again. So sorry. Any tips for cleaning out road rash? Uh, tip I got, I had years ago, I had two teammates who were both surgeons on UCD. And they drilled into me so early to scrub the road rash with warm water and soap with a face cloth they drilled that into me so early and it, it stood me I, yeah. they could have completely lied to me but that's the logic i've gone with always and you've never it's never gotten infected no i've never had an infection but yeah, I've, it's nasty i've diligently scrubbed it like scrubbed it to the point that the scrubbing it was worse than the crash oh wow like okay. it, until it, so he one of the lads in particular would always say to me you need to scrub it till it bleeds Oh, Jesus, okay. Yeah, right. you didn't do that, did you? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> so hopefully you don't so get gangrene. Oh, a tough guy around here. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for me, unless you have any questions that you want to ask the newbie. No, what time's dinner? <laughs> All right, see you, every, see you next week, everyone. Hold on, that's very presumptuous. <laughs> see you next week. We'll see you about seeing her next week. With a new mic. Thanks for tuning in. Roadman, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm asked all the time how listeners can support the podcast. Well, there's a number of ways you can support the podcast. As I mentioned at the outset, Patreon is an easy way to support it. But if you don't feel like subscribing on Patreon or you can't afford to subscribe on Patreon, a really easy way to support the podcast is simply sharing it with a friend. Take the episode link and sharing it into WhatsApp groups, into club Facebook groups, and just helping to spread the roadman word you can follow me and you can find me over on instagram our handle on instagram it's roadman.cycling or we have a new tiktok account where we're taking extracts from the podcast and posting them over there on roadman cycling podcast is the handle there really for all things roadman cycling the mission control is our main website which is newly launched and that's on roadmancycling.com you can also leave us a review on apple podcast they make such a huge difference or if you're not on apple you can leave the review anywhere where you listen to the podcast Roadmen, have a great day and ride safe.